0: Welcome to WrestleBuddy's GameSpot's Wrestling Podcast filled with wrestling, friendship, and wrestling with friendship. I am your host, not the one and only WrestleBuddy, but one of two, <laughs> Matt Elfring. And with me... Oh, am I, I supposed to... Am I supposed to... Matt, if you're going to change the format of the intro of the show, you have to let me know ahead of time. And with me is my closest Wrestle Buddy, Chris Hainer. Oh, hi, Matt. This is you hearing me for the first time. Wink. I I just said wink and I blinked both of my eyes at you through the webcam like a real weirdo. I'm, I'm in my new office. I'm confused. It's echoey. I haven't figured out like acoustics in here. It's so much brighter than your old office, which felt like a cave. Except for right, right in front of me, dark. Oh, man. But, like, I see so much light behind. It's like you're in heaven. I am. I, I see mean, the, a bright arc- light and arcade games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like that, have it no other way, <laughs> Chris. We have an act. We have an action-packed episode. Oh, Just, it's full of action. Okay, tell us what is on this week's episode, Chris. Oh, honestly, not a lot. It's not very action-packed. I'm kidding. That's a joke. We like to make <laughs> jokes on this uh, comedy podcast. If you guys didn't know, mm. uh, so we're doing a couple of passion projects this week. Uh, in a little mm. while, we'll be talking about a passion of mine theme park rides Mm -hmm. as we are finally visiting wwe niagara falls which is a very weird kitschy tourist trap in canada or was a very weird kitschy tourist trap in canada but before that matt we're talking wrestlers on talk shows but more specifically we're talking one of the greatest wrestling appearances on a talk show ever that would be Mm -hmm. the ultimate warrior On Arsenio Hall Woof 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 I think when it comes to wrestling And and the culture of wrestling uh, There is no More important time to me Wait Matt can I stop you for one quick second Yeah, I I have an important thought about what you're about to say And that is that you should rate us And review us on the Apple Podcast app I want to stress how Important it was in the 80s And 90s early 90s that We saw a lot of wrestlers on talk shows. Wrestling was, I would say, uh, right before Attitude Era, that was the biggest it was the biggest it had ever been. Um, WWF had, like, eaten up all the territory systems and had become a mainstream sensation. And when that happens, you saw a lot of wrestlers just kind of appearing on talk shows to promote, like, WrestleMania and pretty much just WrestleMania. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... You know, you see your Hulk Hogan's, you'd see your Hulk Hogan's and your uh, who else? Uh, Macho Man's and Hulk Hogan's. Yeah. Mainly those guys. <laughs> Macho Man remains. Uh, we're not talking about that one in this episode. Macho Man is still my favorite talk show segment here. The He has two really good ones. But I, I think it's important that we discuss, although this is a show about wrestling and wrestling storylines and all that. To me, there's nothing more important than that time where wrestlers were just constantly appearing on talk shows. And I figure, why not start this repeating segment I've been wanting to do for a while with the greatest and most confusing one of all time? And that is Ultimate Warrior on our city hall. And as Chris said earlier, whoop, 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 whoop. whoop. It's not what now, Matt, listen, it's not whoop, 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 whoop. It's wolf, 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 They're the dog pound. They're, they're his dog pound. Oof, 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 It's the dog pound. I'm, I'm doing the fist pump at the camera. Oh, this. Because it's kind of a circular motion with your it, arm. Yeah, it was very much so. Very much so. It's good times. Arsenio Hall, for those who don't know, was a late night talk show host back in the 90s. He was a comedian. Mm. Uh, I would say during that time, the best talk show, late night talk show host for my mind. I would agree. I, I was a kid. I didn't know. He, I feel like he... He he didn't get so he, they I feel like he didn't get like lumped in with the, your lettermans and whatnot because he was sort of he was aimed at a younger audience. He was aimed at like like mm-hmm. for me, the tonight show uh for so long was uh my parents' show. Arsenio was a show that I wanted yeah. a lot. I think was he the first black talk show, late night talk show host too? I be, I, that I don't I, I'm know. I'm not sure. I, I don't want to make a most most predominant i'd say absolutely and he did it twice hey matt jumping in here with a quick little fun fact uh we were right arsenio hall was the first black late night talk show host we just want to put that in there uh we like arsenio hall uh so so as i said during the late 90s and early 90s there's lots of w w w f this we're going to the w w w f section Uh, They'd appear on talk shows. They'd come out in full gear. Like kayfabe was still a thing at this time. So So they weren't in character always on these talk shows. I think Hulk kind of not broke character, but Hulk was more himself on talk shows. It seemed compared to anybody else. I feel like the Hulk Hogan Um, character was just what Hulk Hogan was, except kind of grosser. (laughs) He was a real American. Uh, So prior to 1990s, uh, WrestleMania six, ultimate warrior appeared on an episode of our city hall. Uh, and again, this is one of the most popular talk shows at that time. Uh, as he is introduced, he runs out into the audience. He has a white, white pants on like a white vest, full makeup. His hair is all over the place. How teased is his hair? How teased? It is Aquanet. Oh, wow. That's, that's some like big big hair. Out there. That is some big, big yeah. hair. He finally gets down to the actual set after running through the audience, which is the audience is very seems confused. Like, I don't think these people watch WWF. <laughs> well, it's like, okay, so these days when, uh, uh, well, I mean, during non-pandemic times when we have talk shows uh, with live audiences, when a WWE wrestler comes on the tonight show with Jimmy Fallon, they're like fire explodes Mm -hmm. and they walk through a special, like lit entrance way through the audience. And it's very much, it's very much sort of, this is going to sound weird when I say it, what Fallon does is sort of the corporate version of what this used to be. Like Mm this, like Mm -hmm. watching the warriors thing, it felt chaotic and bizarre. It felt like the ultimate warrior as, as opposed to what WWE, what, uh, NBC does for the Tonight Show now, which feels sort of very orchestrated where it's what people have come yeah. to expect. But it even gets weirder from there because when Ultimate Warrior gets down to Arsenio Hall is to be interviewed, Warrior flips over all the couches. <laughs> all the couches that you sit on, a Warrior just flips them over and is just going like <sighs> That's a really good Warrior and, impression. <laughs> Arsenio Hall sits down and it, and Warrior just keeps like getting closer and closer to him and then sits on Arsenio Hall's chair's arm, and it's very, very weird. The interview hasn't started. like The audience is like laughing their asses mm-hmm. off, but not laughing with Warrior. <laughs> it's very much laughing yeah. at him. What <laughs> did we end up in a taping for today? That, that's kind of like, and I've seen this video a million times. Um, we're going to post it, but I'm also going to have Warrior's answer is kind of included in this segment because there's no way you, you can't capture him, you know, by just repeating what he says. You need to hear it and you need to hear the audience. He's flying a jet plane. Hulk, Hogan, Hulk, Hogan. <laughs> uh, considering that Chris and I are journalists and we do inter- interview people all the time, I kind of do want to follow the uh, the interviewer's train of thought, uh, line of questioning just to see you know where the what are they trying to accomplish with this interview obviously this interview is nothing more than just promoting WrestleMania 6 right. uh versus Hogan Hogan and Ultimate Warrior's match so the first question uh Arsenio Hall asks is you know that he thought Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan were friends but now they're not so what happened oh boy <laughs> it's it's very much a question of just like Hey man, catch us up. What's going on with this storyline? Yeah, we don't without wa- saying this is a storyline. We don't watch Shotgun Saturday Night or whatever the hell. Just tell us what's <laughs> yeah. going on. You mean Saturday Night Main Event? Yes, there you go. <laughs> Shotgun Saturday Night is another show, and it's one that I love. Uh, so here is Ultimate Warriors' answer to that uh, question.
1: No, no, no. Thinking, I have no disrespect for. Hulk Hogan, oh, it has nothing to do with respecting Hulk Hogan. It has to do with what the Warriors and the Hulkamaniacs have already decided. Hulk Hogan. Hulk. Hulk. has been the greatest WWF champion there has ever been, but I, the Ultimate Warrior, have not yet been. Sunday, April 1st, as my Warriors hang from the ceiling of the Sky Dome, and at my command, they make the sacrifice. Then I will begin my reign as the greatest of the champion that ever lived.
0: Um, so as you heard, the 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 answer to that question was very much just about, I'm going to beat up Hulk Hogan. Uh, it was one minute of just pure insane rambling that you would only get from Jim Helwig, also known as the Ultimate Warrior. It's what the kids call jibber jabber. It's just it's a a bunch of gibberish. Honestly, it's gibberish. Like it's it's the kind of gibberish you come to expect from the Ultimate Warrior. It's just nuts. Yeah. Hall's follow up question to that is just you know how do you deal with Hulk Hogan, who is a much larger man than you? He's taller. He's a I don't think he's more muscular. Um, They're both very muscular boys. Uh, And here's Ultimate Warrior's response. Enjoy.
1: Everything about me is larger than life. Everything I have is big. Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, you must deal with the power of the words that flows through these veins And WrestleMania Six. Hulk Hogan.
0: So what you couldn't see during that was ultimate warrior taking off his, uh, (laughs) vest, um, flexing. The women in the crowd were going wild when he said, uh, everything about me is much bigger. And that's when he took his shirt off. So it's like, Oh, it's a lot. There's a little bit of innuendo there. I don't think that was intentional. (laughs) He's swole. He a swole boy. (sighs) The next question. Isn't even a question. It's, Arsenio Hall doesn't know what to call Ultimate Warrior. Uh, does he call him uh, Ultimate or Warrior? It's almost a joke. You know, he's just trying to like get a—he's yeah. trying to make everybody feel a little bit comfortable because this is a very uncomfortable interview. Three minutes in. So uh, here's what you call Ultimate Warrior.
1: Those that have made small sacrifices call me UW, but those that have made no sacrifices. must
0: call me the ultimate warrior. Okay, so for those who couldn't understand what he was saying because it's super (laughs) weird, um, I will repeat this without a growl. Uh, He says, those who have made small sacrifices can call me... (laughs) Those who have made small sacrifices... One more time. He says... Those who have made small sacrifices call me UW. What? But those who have made no sacrifices call me the ultimate warrior. Who calls him UW? Does that make sense? Have no you ever one. in the history of wrestling heard him refer to as like UW coming to the ring? No. That's be that's because they've never made small you sacrifices. You tell me Gorilla Monsoon hasn't made a sacrifice. <laughs> what kind of sacrifices are we talking? Are we talking about like, like people? Uh, like a bunny in the woods or like... <laughs> that would be a small sacrifice, but a very cute one. It would be a small sacrifice. It's like, like, I don't know. My name is Jim, Jim Hellwig. <laughs> but guess what? I'm going to But guess that's... what in the future, I can see the future, but gonna legally change my name to warrior because I'm crazy. What if that's the moment he broke character? It's just like, what, <laughs> what do I call you? Ultimate or warrior? He's like, well, if you've made small sacrifices, UW, um, if you've made a lot of sacrifices, call me Jim. And that's when he pulls a button-down shirt out, shirt out from behind the couch, and puts it on. Like, hi, I'm Jim. I'm just here. I'm a wrestle man. I'm a total wrestle man. I'm gonna fight the Hulk Hogan. Uh, so he's asked about the face paint finally, and uh, there is just a a long rant uh, that vaguely makes sense. Uh, you just listen here.
1: This face plate. Is for communication with the warriors. As I lock eyes with a warrior that has his face painted, and the outer edges of his face plate interlock with each other, then I know that that warrior is ready to make that sacrifice so that I shall live.
0: I, um. I. I kind of at times understand what he's going for, for the character. Mm -hmm. And it's like, he's almost, he's so close to kind of almost making sense. Okay. Okay. Almost kind of makes sense. He's Uh almost at the point of almost making sense. He makes no sense at all. The ultimate warrior is crazy it is it is such a uh, bizarre character because it is it's like a dude went to the badlands and got like really really into like some of the native american like uh things he bought in the black hills or something mm-hmm. uh and then just decided like oh i've bought these things i know nothing about this culture i'm going to make a character based around now them. i'm the ultimate warrior or as you like to yeah. call me U W. Which in turn, when you think about that scenario, I just made up also horribly offensive. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing but that's not how it like worked, but also like well, before. So before he was the ultimate warrior, he was a dingo warrior, which is also dumb. Uh, but I yeah. get why they changed it. Uh, but yeah, man, this is. oof. I, I just want to throw this reminder out here that this is when K is still a thing this is when you had to be in character all the time but maybe ultimate warrior's not the best person to put on television <laughs> no he couldn't cut a promo he it, it, ever i mean here's the thing makes, though, Matt, maybe he is the best person put on television it's 30 years later and we're still talking about it yeah like i want to go back and rewatch this video and then rewatch that wrestlemania on the network so like maybe it's maybe he was right what can i call him uw now how many sacrifices have you made? <laughs> I mean, I just sacrificed my own sanity to agree with the Ultimate Warrior in this promo. That seems pretty big. Yeah, yeah. It, rewatching this this clip on the Arsenio Hall show really makes me want to watch the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior again. Mm. Yeah, because it was it was a hit piece when like WWE Films put up that quote unquote documentary. But was it too far off? <laughs> no I mean listen you can want like in that documentary is a segment of just wrestlers doing their own warrior impersonations and they're all correct every single one of them yes. is right on the money because it doesn't make sense Mm-mm. Oh. um about seven years ago so i would be like I think like 2013 maybe it was 2014 um comedian Paul Shear had his own show on YouTube called the Arshirio Paul show hey. which did improvised and actual reenactments of our Arsenio hall interviews mm-hmm. and Rob Hugo plays ultimate warrior. Uh, the word for word one is great. The improvised one. I highly recommend checking out. Super loved that one. Uh, just really funny stuff. Our Sherry O'Paul was really, really funny good. stuff. Sherry Paul was so good. Go back and watch all of them. Go watch, watch the vanilla ice one. The vanilla ice one is incredible, mm-hmm. man. There's also, he also did one for TRL. Too. Oh yeah. Sheer RL. With uh, the Mark Wahlberg M&M segment? Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> that's right. There's just so, like, honestly, if if I, if I you can walk out of this segment with anything, it is that you need to follow the work of Paul Shearmore more because it's all great. It's all great. Mm-hmm. That's just the truth. It's all great. Uh, outside of how did this get made? I love how you did know, this get made. What are you talking go, about? Go get you. So do I. But oh, I'm saying outside, outside of that. Outside that's of his that. most okay. popular yeah. Also Jay oh and uh speaking of how this get made, also follow the careers of June DeHenry Raphael and Jason Matsugas, because all of them they're all wonderful. They are. They very much are. Uh so let's let's close up the talk show bag on that it's one. It's a bag? And, uh, we have a talk uh, show bag. It's a bag. Hey Letterman, get out of the way. It's a bag. I'm gonna we're closing up the bag. You're in the way. Chris, what do you got for us this week? Matt, as I said at the top of the show, I have a passion for rides, for theme parks, for themed entertainment. We've talked about uh, WWF New York. We've talked about the WWF Hotel and Casino. We've even talked about pasta mania, brother. However, that's a good meatball. That is. That's a spicy meatball. Uh, however, no, it's just good. It's not spicy. It's good. Oh, I, I put a bunch of Tabasco on mine. That's how I roll, dog. Uh, however, we're going north of the border this week. Everything we've talked about so far has mm-hmm. been dumb American nonsense. Not now. Now we're going to talk about dumb Canadian nonsense because we're going to Niagara yes. Falls. We're going to the Niagara Falls on the Canadian side to talk about. Uh, WWE Niagara Falls, which was both a, quote, retail experience and also the one and only, I believe, WWE Thrill Ride, uh, which I'll get to why that angers me later on. Uh, So last week we had Tom Clancy on. Tom Clancy talked about uh, going Mm -hmm. to WrestleMania X8 in Toronto and how good of a time it was. Uh, What we didn't know at the time, Matt. What we didn't know until I literally looked it up today was that at that WrestleMania, at Fan Access, there was a press conference that announced WWE Niagara Falls was opening. Uh, It was a retail store. It was next to a rainforest cafe, if that gives you an idea of what kind of hell this was. Uh, was. It was essentially they took the store idea from WWF New York and dropped it in the middle of Niagara Falls without the restaurant to go along with it. So it's just a store with a tower on the roof. The tower Perfect. was a a, a a drop tower ride called the pile driver that uh, you'd get in it. It would take you up to the top of the tower and then drop you uh, 220 feet. I learned uh, here's the problem with that. Uh, Matt, I don't know. If you've done uh, theme park rides or drop tower rides in your life, you're usually sitting in them. Mm-hmm. Normally, it's like a chair you're sitting in, uh, and then dropped uh, feet first. Pile drivers are head first. So for this ride to be accurate, they should have loaded you into it upside down. That's all I'm saying. I don't know how you feel about this. I I would actually agree with that. Well, that's good to know because that is definitely how the move is done. So already, mm-hmm. uh, WWE Niagara Falls is a lie. Uh, so oh. it's announced at WrestleMania X Eight. It's an and it opens in July two thousand two. Uh, naturally, you remember when we spoke about WWF New York opening? All the major stars from WWE came out to the red carpet debut of this new. Restaurant Entertainment Merchandise Complex. The Rock was there for crying out loud. Uh, Not really the same for WWE Niagara Falls. Uh, They brought out the Canadian wrestlers. They brought out Trish Stratus, Val Venus, and and Chris Benoit. Lance Storm? They brought out, yeah, no, it was Trish, Venus, and Benoit uh later later on, other wrestlers did come to make appearances, but they were not there for the grand opening uh in this store, you could buy all the regular wWF merchandise that you could buy on shop Zone you could also buy autographs, action figures, video games, and w w e Niagara Falls branded merchandise, which honestly I wish I had like I'd really like some uh I should go look on Mm. eBay for some, because I bet the shirts are hideous. They're just 2002 aesthetic. I'm into that. So why? Why build WWE Niagara Falls? Why would WWE... Obviously, WBF New York didn't do great, and that's why it ultimately closed. Why would WWE take another gamble this big and open up another complex in another country even? And the answer is they didn't mm-hmm. this was a licensing deal WWF did not own wb niagara falls it was actually owned by canadian niagara hotels incorporated uh, and there is a sort of grand opening video if you search for it on youtube where a canadian journalist is talking to trish stratus about teaming with bubba ray dudley uh showing off the store and also talking to the head of the Canadian Niagara Hotels Incorporated company, and when asked why he brought WWE to the falls, he just said, uh, "We were looking to bring another attraction here." <laughs> that, that's not even a reason. The, Is that a real reason? And then he follows up with, "Like you know, <laughs> we were looking, we were looking for something to add to the falls. We wanted like, uh, we wanted something that would draw people, and people like WWE, so we brought WWE." <laughs> Like it's it's such like, it's it, it's definitely, it's not even corporate press release speak. It's just corporate speak. There's yeah. nothing flowery about it. He was just like, listen, we had an empty storefront and we decided to put a tower on it and put The Rock's face all over it. Uh, and Matt, and just to really sort of uh, encompass the time, the era that this opened across the uh-huh. front of it, like, you know how WWF New York had the giant marquee that looked really yeah, cool. Yeah. This place had a giant undisputed championship. The one remember when they remember when they merged the WWF championship and the WCW championship and made that undisputed? You belt? Remember when you mean when Chris Jericho won it? Well, no, Chris Jericho walked around with the two belts like an idiot. But he didn't he merge them well, too? He mer- he merged them, but he walked around with two belts like an idiot. And I believe Triple H did as well. And then at some point, uh it they became one title Mm -hmm. that for my money is one of the more underappreciated title designs i really like it and uh so i wish honestly i would have gotten the gigantic one off this building when the place closed but it's so stuck in time because that title did not last very long in the company no because eventually they brought back the the world heavyweight championship and it just went on from there it was all craziness I'm just gonna I'm gonna pull the curtain back for a second, Chris. Because I yes, Matt. because I'm spending so much time editing this episode right now. And it's because that my internet's not as good in my office, and we're just having so many technical issues today. So it's great. It's a lot it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh we're we have turned off the cameras, so like for all I know, Matt is gallivanting around his office nude now. Well, I mean, we'll I'm know. wearing a tie. A bow tie or like a long a tie? A really long tie. No, a no, no, really like a grossly cool a short tie. Like, you know the dude that like he's in a suit but doesn't know how to tie his tie and it's just a little too short. Matt, I've actually before I learned how to tie a tie, I was that guy once. Okay. Well, I'm that guy now. It was not fun. Uh I and I'll, I'll like honestly, the best answer would have been a bolo tie, but I'll take your answer. I'm not from Texas. I can't pull that no. off. Listen, man. Bolo, you only live once. <laughs> you only live once. <laughs> Uh, so other amenities at uh, WWE Niagara Falls, uh, the second floor, th- this is something that confuses me because I couldn't find video of it because it didn't last very long. But when it opened, the second floor of the complex had a light show for people. I don't know what the light show was, but I like to imagine it was like laser Floyd, but said to entrance music. <laughs> you think <laughs> you know that... me. You think you know me. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> That would be amazing. Well, because also, like throughout, so you there were places to play the, the video games here. There were places to watch pay-per-views here. Uh there was they were constantly playing themes theme music throughout the uh throughout the complex. Uh and uh Canadian Niagara Hotels Incorporated created a 60-minute looping video that was just a commercial for the store that played in the store which is weird it, it also now i will note it also played in their other hotels because surprisingly canadian niagara hotels incorporated mostly did hotels mm. i know that's surprising i know it's shocking to you like the shockmaster, but they did and they played this in all of their hotels to promote the store however they also played it in the store and i find that to be odd why is that chris why would you promote a store when you're inside of it you already know that wwe niagara falls exists because guess what when you're there your family hey you're chris there, how many man. times when we're watching wrestling pay-per-views do we see uh ads for the wwe network the thing we're already on watching it listen i'm not saying <laughs> that every that it's i'm saying wwe is messed up like this shouldn't be happening mm-hmm like, but you've made the decision to go to a store. Don't then sell me on like, oh, did you know that this place you're at also has merchandise? I'm like, no, yeah, I know. I literally have a a hardcore Bob Holly action figure in my hand. What do you want from me? <laughs> did you have a? I have the Crash Holly one that comes with the uh, weight stand, like the 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 oh, station the scale. Scale. That's what it's called. A scale. You said the weight stand and the the weighing station (laughs) before you said scale. I've been up since 4am and haven't been able to sleep going on today. Uh, So yeah, uh, the whole thing it's, it's another in the long line of things that I'm sad. I never got to witness in person. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, as much as a theme park ride fan, I am, I do not like thrill rides, but I think I would have braved my fears for the pile driver just so I could say I did it. Um, I also need to note the video that you can find on YouTube featuring the guy from Canadian Niagara hotels really wants you to know that at the highest point of the pile driver, you have a really good view of the falls. Cool. A really good view of the falls. Uh, also in that video is the press conference at the event opening featuring uh, the big Valbowski, uh, who says he's going to circulate. He says he's got to do some politicking to the audience. which I feel is a little weirdly insider nudgy uh, towards a group of people who are like, Oh cool. We're at Niagara falls. Why are there wrestlers here? Uh, He says he wants to do some politicking to rename the ride that's opening that day. He's already mad at the name, which I get it. I am too. It's not a pile driver. He says he wants to rename it from the pile driver to the money shot. Now, it's important Ugh. to note the money shot is was the name of Big uh, Val... <laughs> I was called a Big Val Venus. Yeah, Big Val Boski. <laughs> Big Val Boski, Val Venus, it was the name of his finishing move, which was just a splash off the top rope, nothing fancy. Also, doesn't make sense for this ride, whatever. Uh, but there is no way, first of all, there is no way a move now in 2020 would be called the money shot. Uh, And there is definitely no way they would brand a theme park right after it. Mm -mm. So what became of WWE Niagara Falls? Matt, you remember WF New York. It was open for a few years. It got rebranded as the world and then it closed. It did not last very long. I believe. I believe WWE Niagara Falls technically lasted longer than WWF New York because it was it. Whoa, 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 stop the train. I know. No way. You might be shocked that this is the case because whereas you saw WWF New York on TV every single week, I feel like we never saw WWE Niagara Falls. Chris, I didn't know it existed until, I don't know, 20 minutes ago. Uh, I'm going to say an hour ago when you (laughs) wrote it on the outline. Oh, it not only did it exist, it opened in 2002. It stayed open until 2011. What? It was open in 2011. People were still getting pile driven at WWE Niagara Falls in 2011. uh, It finally closed. Uh, It reopened later in 2011 as just a generic uh, Niagara Falls gift shop, but that also closed. It is now home to the Niagara Brewing Company, which is a brew pub situation. Uh, Sadly, Matt, the Mm. pile driver is gone. Oh, no. They removed the ride from the building and turned it into an outdoor terrace for diners who want to sit outside. Oh, a thing that makes <sighs> more sense at Niagara Falls. What are you talking about, Matt? You could ride the pile driver. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's the the idea was ridiculous. It's also very reminiscent of like, this was a time when WWE was like, we can do everything. People love us. Ratings will never go down. TV, cable TV is the only way people are going to watch entertainment forever. <laughs> um, Which, as we now know, is not the case because TV is dying. However... What this left me with, Matt, was sort of a perfect idea. Why are there not more WWE rides? Uh, WWE has been in a long-standing relationship with uh, the USA Network, if NBC can, Universal, you, NBC Universal. If you if you sort of like get rid of the few years that uh, Raw moved to Spike TV, uh, WWE has been in a a relationship with this company for almost three decades how wait is tnn is spike the, tv tnn was spike tv okay, yeah, TNN okay. Was i'm trying the to national network then it rebranded as that's the, right. Na- the national network and then it rebranded as spike tv it is current which was via it's all viacom it's currently rebranded as the paramount, paramount network, network. network. that is also changing soon uh that, whew, that was a what a what a trip that network was it wasn't an esquire network for like a week too Yes, it was. It was Esquire <laughs> Network, I think. I, I I don't know why I know so much about this network. <laughs> wow, what a what a ride! Um, so, but with this long-standing relationship with NBC Universal, it blows my mind that there isn't some sort of WWE ride or coaster or experience or restaurant at any of the Universal Studios theme parks around the world. Uh, universal studios theme parks by the way uh they're they're preparing to open nintendo land yeah. at several of them which is not an nbcu entity they um, mo- many of them have harry potter lands which is a warner brothers entity it, it so like clearly they're open to working with non-universal uh properties and wwe seems like a layup universal studios orlando i love this place matt you know, I've, I'm sure I've spoken to you at length about my adoration for the E.T. right at Universal Orlando. You know. uh, it is it is as close to a perfect theme park as one can get. But it has the Today Show Cafe. <laughs> How is that not a WWE like rib joint or some such nonsense? The reason <sighs> Or, oh my God, you could do, you could, you could brand it like, oh my, I'm giving them too good of an idea. Brand it as like the WWE light, like some sort of light or like raw or SmackDown restaurant. And then you just serve the food that you could buy in an arena, like burgers, dogs, chicken, stuff like that. Like that's an easy layup. And I would eat there every time I go because I'm eating like, uh, like Seth Rollins special recipe chicken wings. Instead of, like, literally the Today Show Cafe has recipes from Al Roker. Chris, it's because... Do that, but with Ray Mysterio. I, I, I'm i thinking about the, the things we have discussed, uh, the things you have brought to the table this past year with licensing, within wrestling, with, uh, you know, like Pasta Mania, or the WWF mm-hmm. Casino, or WWF New York, which I think is probably the best of all the options that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. What... First of all, Niagara Falls doesn't need a theme park for wrestlers. It's Niagara Falls. You're going there to see waterfall off of a cliff. I mean, a beautiful, nope. a beautiful sight to behold. I will say that. But you shouldn't have a branded theme park there. It doesn't make sense. People are already going there right. for the one thing they want to see. They don't need they don't want other crap. It's this is it's just like a long list of like bad ideas when WWF could have had so many great ideas outside. Like, why weren't they doing more movie stuff? That makes sense. More television. That makes sense. Yeah. But here's what I'll say. Like, if you like, again, I'm going to default back to Universal Orlando Mm because it is Wonderland. If you go to Universal Orlando, right outside the park is the NBC Sports Bar and Grill. How is there not a WWE bar and grill, like, at a sort of a place like that? A, a massive shopping complex that's, like, attached to a place that already draws in, uh, like, tourists. Like, when you're, like, w- the reason WWE Niagara Falls isn't around today is because it doesn't really, it was a store. It was a store with a right on top of it, but it was just mm-hmm. a store. Like, there was no reason to go there unless you were going to buy, like, a Stone Cold Steve Austin beer koozie which we already, we all, we all already have dozens of them. So why would he go buy another one that just has a picture of Niagara falls on the back? I wouldn't. But if you had, if you took the WWE New York concept adapted it a bit to make it actually fun and dropped it outside of a theme park. And then I don't know, worked with them to say, build a, build like a, Oh my God, dude, build like a a roller coaster called the power bomb or something. Inside the theme park, oh, that you want be- to build a, 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 a ride or a restaurant called The Power Bomb? The power yes, bomb. that actually that's the code you have to give to get into the speed and hidden the back. The Power Bomb, Jackknife Power Bomb. <laughs> it's just that, like, when it comes to themed entertainment, we're living in a world now that we're like the stuff that everyone cares about yeah. is based on IP. Disney's hottest thing right now. Star Wars and Marvel. That's why they're putting Star Wars and Marvel in all of their theme parks. Uh, Universal is currently building Nintendo. As we said there, they just opened up Jason Bourne stunt show. Oh my God. A WWE stunt show at universal studios would blow. Well, here's the thing about my, let's get real about what WWE actually is. It is not television. It's not a movie. It's not reality. It is this weird entity that sits in its it's the only thing that sits in its own space out of all of entertainment wrestling is uh both fiction and non-fiction at the same time and i feel like it is so hard for non-fans to grasp and because of that i think it's really hard to market right now but at the same time you have reliable standards you can go to like you could you could theme something after the uh Oh, my God. One year, Universal Studios Hollywood for Halloween Horror Nights did an Undertaker. That's maze. perfect. Like, that's a thing that happened. How do you not like like take an established mainstream name and build something around them? And like, yes, WWE, like it, it, it's hard. It can be hard to comprehend to comprehend WWE if you don't uh, aren't a fan. But like I don't watch a ton of sports. I love the NBC sports bar and grill. Like all you have to have is a clever, like an interesting looking place to draw you in. And if I got inside and I could order the rocks pancakes with a side of like SmackDown sauce or whatever, like that's, that's, that's amazing. And visually aesthetically WWE could hit that. It could hit a home run with that because it is a company of visually appealing things. But Absolutely. Like WWE is colorful and bright and lights and lasers and fireworks and excitement. Yeah. Do something with it. So, yes, uh, anybody, uh, un- anybody at Universal Studios theme parks around the world, if you're listening to this, and I hope you are, this is my plea to you. Hire me to help you develop WWE projects to go on the parks because I am ready for it. I feel and like this I will is review I them. On this earth to do. make more cookbooks cool. i'm I'm into that. Yeah, also make more cookbooks well, chris, we've we've talked a lot today. We've had some issues with internet, but we're getting through. We're getting there uh, which we're getting through. which is ultimately turning out to be a, a wonderful episode. But I want to know: Do our viewers mm-hmm. have any questions for us? When I say viewers, I mean listeners. They're not viewers. Mm. I mean, I mean, technically, you and I were the viewers until a few minutes ago when we turned the cameras off. But uh, uh, yeah, if I'm, let me here. Hold on a second. Just dig through the mailbag. that mailbag, find it out, dig it out. Oh God! God oh, what is it? Oh, I found one. Oh, this week's question comes from Twitter. Not from Twitter. Like, it came to us via Twitter. Donnie Letterer, a long-time listener, uh, also, as I've mentioned before, has a really fun wrestling blog, Five Star Blog Splash. Uh, He asks what our favorite pop culture wrestling attire is. Uh, The... Examples he gives are the various Marvel looks Johnny Gargano does uh, Ray Rey being the Joker. I'm going to go. Cetera. I was this all in that it happened where Ray where Mysterio showed up as Wolverine. I lost my I lost my mind because Ray Mysterio was at all in, um, but I think I lost it more because it was Wolverine. I'm like, this is perfect. It was such, it was so over the top, even for him that like, I really duck it. But that's like the first one that comes to mind. And I I usually say, you know what? First one that comes to mind, it's probably going to be your favorite or least favorite. You either love it or hate it. So might as well talk about Mm. it first. Uh, I actually have two that come to mind Mm. right off the bat. Uh, At one WWE and one AEW. Uh, For me, the best AEW version of this was when uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omeya came out as Street Fighter characters. Oh, hell yeah! And the Bucks were Ken and Ryu. Like, the Bucks as Ken and Ryu, so good. So, so, so good. Uh, And, like, like, I'm dying. Like, I have not purchased any AEW action figures. I'm not planning on it, because I don't really collect wrestling action figures. If they release a three-pack of those Street Fighter attires, done deal. Yeah. Done deal. Same. Like, I'm down. Uh, the other one that comes to mind is I don't remember which WrestleMania this was at. I do remember it was when Rey Mysterio was facing Matt Hardy, I believe, for the Cruiserweight Championship. I believe for the Cruiserweight Championship, and uh, it was Rey Mysterio as the Heath Ledger Joker. And it for me, it wasn't so much the costume as the mannerisms that Rey took on as he walked to the ring. He was he was moving and acting very much like Ledger's Joker. And, it, and it, it worked with, like, he, he had the, the the sort of the dirty green hair sewn into the mask, so it's coming off the mask, and he had the face paint and everything. It looked it looked really good, and that has always stuck in my mind. Rey Mysterio always has great attire. And as Donnie mentioned, uh, Gargano, when, I don't think he's doing it as much now that he's a heel, uh, but Gargano always has really good attire. And not mentioned so far... Uh, since turning heel, Candice LeRae has been putting like dark, tormented spins on Disney princess costumes for her attire, and it's all so good. That's something that um I talk I interviewed Gargano right when he turned heel, like the the week of or the week after, and he I believe in that interview it's somewhere on Gamespot. Uh, he does mm-hmm. say like he thinks he has to retire the the whole i guess gimmick whatever the whole gimmick of co- of uh doing like cosplay type stuff to the ring because it's such a fan favorite right. and why should you do that if you're a heel you know right uh however what i will say is someone who has uh really turned cosplay into an art form for wrestling attire whether heel or face is alexa bliss alexa bliss does really really fun things with her costuming uh I think my most recent favorite of hers when we, when she dressed up as Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Do you remember her Buzz yes. Lightyear gear? And then she did she did the pose in the middle of the ring like she was shooting a laser at her opponent, but nothing was happening. <laughs> it was wonderful. I loved it. Uh I love the fact that WWE and Ray Mysterio are still doing the whole like he's blinded one eye thing. Oh god, I need it to end. It's like I know it's healing The commitment whatever, to the bad like, bit is so it. good. Also, I'm very, I'm very, very concerned about the storyline going on with Ramster's 19-year-old daughter and 32-year-old Buddy Murphy. It's very odd. Yeah. But, like, what if she becomes, like, if she becomes, like, the female figurehead of, like, Seth Rollins' church or whatever? Like, I'm into that. Because literally, like... Rollins had a whole stable of people and now the authors of pain are released and Austin theory is back at NXT and he's just stuck with Murphy who he's mean to all the time. That is weird. Cause they did such a great job of building up. Like um I almost called this straight edge society and I didn't mean to, but I, I there's a lot of different stables that kind of have that like religious feel. To I call it. them. Can, can I tell yeah. you what I call them? What I've secretly called them to myself mm-hmm. Monday school. Oh, that's good that's good <laughs> i thought that was so clever when i thought of it and i was like i'm not gonna tell this anyone. they're gonna look at me like i'm an idiot uh but i really i do like that kind of like gimmick for a stable uh, it's a rare thing it doesn't come along that often um they spend so mm-hmm. much time building it up and it's just torn down so quickly and there's so many wrestlers they could choose to put in there uh and that would be a good feud I, against yeah. retribution no i need retribution actually no no no, no with i'm with sorry that. retribution and her business should be doing that that thing I know. I just, I retru- like retribution wore out its welcome. Like it was cool, and then suddenly it was bad. Chris, dude. you know me. I like. I hope. I hope it can rebound, but it's not bad fun. Mm-mm. Like, first of all, you just took a bunch of wrestlers that we already knew, and you're like, "No, I'm like Slapjack and T-Bar and like Home Security System." And like, I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I don't care about know, any of these people. Home Security System. <laughs> I don't know their names, man. T-Bar, Slapjack. Slapjack. Home security system, nest, ring door. Brinks truck. Bricks truck. Uh <laughs> safe cracker. But but you know, uh, you know like, me. Yeah, like, I, I start I, really, really getting invested in storylines when like it has completely jumped the shark and everybody's off board. That's when I'm like, what's oh, going on here? I know, Matt. I like honestly, the moment they started talking, I think I tweeted like, well, can't wait to talk about this on WrestleBuddies. <laughs> Like, remember when the bo- the Bobby Lashley, Lana Rusev story went like completely like bonkers? It was bad. From it, I mean, the- it was, but it, it, it kept getting worse. And I think there was a point of no return where yeah. I'm just like, this is my jam. It, it should not be on television ever. Oh, I know. We had a lot of discussions about it. There was and it's just like, first of all, Retribution was, an, was introduced via a press release by WWE saying something's going to yeah. happen tonight. Uh then like no WWE gave us contracts because otherwise we might destroy them. Well what are you gonna do now? We're gonna destroy them! Like stop it. Also, why does that dude wearing a bane mask? Everything is just Why couldn't they just <sighs> Yeah. Okay, I'm also, not gonna I'm, no, I am not going to to I'm gonna get like angry if I get too much into it. I'm glad that this question pretty much just turned into like, "What? why is retribution? That's the question and the answer. Why is retribution? <laughs> Thanks, Donnie. We needed you, Donnie. Thank I you for coming for us like this. It's so weird. Hurt business is my jam. That's weird because it's not bad at all. Usually you only like to uh, No, hurt. I like... And this is something we've discussed on earlier episodes. Like uh, we talked about what makes a good stable. And I feel like Hurt Business is hitting everything it should be. It's, it has a a legend, not a legendary, uh, a very, very well-established, it has two well-established WWE superstars. It has younger talent. Um, it, it just, it is, I'm not going to say perfect stable, but it's um, it's what you need to have a amazing stable. I mean, it's good. It's good. It's underutilized, guys. It's the first time Lashley has been remotely interesting uh since he came back. So like I am for it and excited about it. So give me more. Yeah. MVP is so good. He's so much better at like he was he is a great wrestler, but like I feel like he, I feel like he realizes that like he's getting older, you know. It's time to start slowing down cuz like when he came back he mm-hmm. wanted to come back as a producer, right? But instead they're using it as like the best talker on the and he's show. Still, um, he's still putting on matches. They're fine. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, I'm about to make a controversial statement before we wrap up. Right now, MVP is a better talker than Paul Heyman. Yeah. It is. It's just true. It is the truth. There is no other way around it. MVP is. Mm-hmm crushing it right now. And like, and there the he just they keep adding people to the to the fold. And I'm I'm so Same. so into it. And that's not to say Paul Heyman's doing bad work. Paul Heyman's doing great work uh helping steer Roman Reigns to the heel uh into his heel role over on SmackDown. It's wonderful. But like MVP yeah. is just destroying it right now. That's where we're gonna leave you. That's the, it. That MVP and her business are the best thing. I'm gonna say the best thing going in WWE right now. I'm going to throw it out there. Yeah. I would That's agree. it for this week's episode of Wrestle Buddies. Uh, Chris, what's the what's the closing sentence for this week? Go ahead. Uh, Robocop is alive. Thanks for listening to Wrestle Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hainer. He is at I'm Matt Elfring see you next week